I just say I'm doing fine. I try to laugh. But mine's a Roman candle mind, and I see red. I see fire and brimstone smoldering in my head. Save the whiz and bring back the Sonics. If you only knew. Welcome back to Drew Lock Fan Talk yet again. Um, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, the the hype before the game and the controversy before the game even started was who was going to start at quarterback. And Drew Locke, here we are again. Uh, his second start for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Doc, uh, we were out pretty late last night, a Monday night. Um, so we're recording, yeah. this on, recording this on Tuesday afterwards. Uh, how, how, how are you feeling today? And um, what are your overall thoughts for that? Uh, win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I just have one thing to say, Mayor. Everybody, including you, wrote Drew Lock off, but he didn't write back. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm feeling good. Obviously, it's nice to. Gosh, it's, it seems like we haven't had a W in a long time, and it's true we haven't had a W in a long time. And I think I said one of the most profound things I've ever said to you uh, last night after the game. Uh, it's really fun watching games when we win. <laughs> so it's, it's it's a lot more enjoyable than, than it is really fun when we so, win. So, yes, uh, as you said, we celebrated a little bit. We went to Looking Glass up the street from Midlands, which uh, I think it was nice to celebrate that they weren't actually closing down because there was some some talk that they were closing down. And I think even in in earlier podcasts, we uh, sent a shout out and RIP about Looking Glass. So it was nice to nice to celebrate the win there mm-hmm. or uh, at, a, at a very cool neighborhood institution to celebrate that. But um, yeah, in terms of the game, it was not the prettiest game, obviously, you know, as we we're just talking about outside of a few nice drives, the the offense looked uh, uh, looked kind of stagnant, you know, as, as we've seen. And, and then in, you know, in terms of the defense, definitely some worries, but, but Hey, holding the Eagles to 17 points isn't, isn't too bad. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's nice. And as you know, I'm, as soon as we record this podcast, I'm off to DCA to head back to Seattle for a couple of weeks and, and spend time with family and friends. And then uh, the next time I'll see you in person is, is going to be in Nosara, Costa Rica. So very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. The middle of, I bet you Mayor, overall thoughts about the game. Yeah. The middle of winter, we've lost four games in a row. Uh, quarterback controversy. <laughs> that is a joke from my perspective. Um, and, you know, kind of just giving up hope right before that game when I found out that Drew Locke was starting and then kind of being surprised by the Eagles that have 10 wins and are a playoff team. You know, I've already clinched their playoff berth at this point in the season to look yeah. as bad as they do. They look yeah. so bad. Their defense looks bad. Their offense yeah. looks bad. Other than the tush push, I really don't know what else they're doing. Like what, like 
And Jalen Hurts, like, what's wrong with Jalen Hurts? Like, he used to be able to, like, roll out of the pocket and be, like, a yeah. crazy threat. I mean, he was running a lot um, on us, but yes. not didn't look very fast or, like, wasn't – he never rolled out and threw it down the field. So I, I thought, you know, uh, it, you know, of course, they drove right away and scored a touchdown. And I was like, okay, here we go. It's going to be another blowout against a good team. Um, yeah. It definitely felt that way in the beginning. Oh, it did. They, that that first drive, it was they they it looked like they could do whatever they wanted, you know. Yeah. Gashes, yeah. gashes in the run with the runs, uh, or to the 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 classic uh, throws down the middle of the field where we don't have anyone for for you know uh, anywhere close to to those receptions. It did. It looked like uh, it was going to be an ugly another ugly game. Yeah. And yeah, let's just jump right in then and and talk about the defense and then and then, then we can move, move and talk good. about the offense. So uh, my favorite section, Doc diagnosing the defense. Doc, what's wrong? We're so sick. Oh, well, it is nice to. Yes, we uh, the the defensive the performance is still concerning, you know, almost uh, giving up almost or actually over. 300 yards uh, again, so uh, 143 passing yards, 178 rushing yards, total 321 yards, and it's not um, that bad. Not that bad, but you know, again, our I I trust my eyes and mm -hmm. and and all of the the major vulnerabilities that we've watched throughout the season. It's just it's so frustrating to to watch. You know the. You know, getting gashed for for huge runs, the the holes look like enormous that you can that other teams can drive trucks through, and the tackling sometimes. Again, I you know I, I don't I, I don't think it was um, as terrible as we've seen in in other games in recent games, but um, and and probably better actually. But um, I don't know sometimes it it just uh, it, it it doesn't look pretty. So so. You know, I don't. I don't want to sound like a broken record. You know, I think I think the the problems are there. I think, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about is it the personnel? Is it the scheme? I, you know, I know I've I've heard folks talk about it's time to 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 um, end the three four experiment because it seems like that maps on to the to this defense falling off a cliff when you know when Pete and and uh, I think it even started with with uh, Norton. I think he he um, instituted it, then got fired, and then uh, Clint Hurt got elevated. And I think they're still doing it. I I, mm -hmm. I think this three four was to try to plug the hole of getting getting more. I think the three four in general is better for getting pressure on the quarterback. So. So we tried to fix that, but it seems like it's not as effective, at least with the players that we have in defending the run. Um, so, so there's that. But it is a pleasure to, after week after week, and not having <laughs> anyone uh, pass their thesis defense and get awarded a master's degree, I can say I I, I can say that uh, it ends that streak ends today and wow. i am happy to to uh let let our listeners know that julian love passed his thesis defense and is is getting awarded a master's degree after his per performance last night it was um wild those 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 two picks were 
pretty, you know, I was watching them over this morning and, and both of them were not easy. <laughs> so it was, it was really cool as we were watching the, the um, slow motion to make sure his, his both feet got in. I think we all thought, Oh, he just got one. in. And then they slowed it down. They zeroed it in. It was, it was like amazing to see that other, that, that other toe get tapped or, or skid um, on the, on the turf. And, and yeah, it's, 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 Good to see Julian Love show up. It, I think that was one of the quieter free agency pickups in the offseason. But, you know, I was surprised that it was quiet because, you know, he was the captain of um, the defense of the Giants, you know, before we, we plucked him in free agency. So mm -hmm. so it's been nice. I think he's he's been up and down like pretty much every player on, on this defense. But um, But so it was nice to see him show up. And uh, in terms of academic probation, I think I'm going to jump to expelling uh, one one of our players from from the defense. I, I'd be happy to never see Jamal Adams in the Seahawks uniform again. Of course, that's not going to happen as we're just as we're talking about before before recording. We're talking about things you know we we don't necessarily talk about things that we think are going to happen. We we talk about things with this team that we would like to happen and. And you know, we talked about it throughout the game. Was was the this defensive performance as concerning as it was? The secondary looked like a secondary. You know, they they were getting they were close to the receivers. They were, you know, we got a couple of picks. They were flying around. You know, we in our text thread this morning. So, uh, was it uh, was it Pusha maybe that shared that the how much ground uh, Love made up in that uh, for that second pick and mm -hmm. just imagining at Jamal's slow ass <laughs> trying to run that down was 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 kind of depressing knowing that uh, he's going to be back and actually before mm -hmm. we got on the pod I was seeing um, a quote from Pete this morning that he was saying how much we missed how much the defense missed Adams and he's really looking forward to him coming back against Tennessee next week. And man, yeah, I, he can be so frustrating because sometimes I think he's full of shit. What, what, you know, this, this stuff that he puts out there. Mm -hmm. um, so, so including who our starting quarterback is. Yeah. Oh, true. Uh, yeah. It was um, Mina Kimes that said that, all right. you know, tweeted about how much ground and actually how Julian Love like changed directions for that last yeah pick you know yeah. and everyone's talking about that last pick and it was actually the first pick that actually took you know stopped them from scoring yeah you know being in the end zone and you know that zone. that pass was an incomplete pass if, if yeah. the love didn't get over there but yeah um, well that, 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 yeah probably saved the second game. one was important though too because i was also um watching some sports tv this morning that reminds um it was uh shannon sharp that was reminding the his co-host that in the last couple weeks they're Pace kicker has kicked a 61 yard field goal and a 59 yard field goal. They were right there, you know, after, mm -hmm. after Jalen's long run, you know, mm -hmm. to, 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 to start that drive. And, and that's why they're like, it was the worst thing he could have done was throw that pick, you know, on the, on the, on the sideline. They, they literally had a chance to tie it up and, and take it into overtime. So, so both huge plays. Yeah. But I, yeah. you know, of course I agree with you. That one was, it, it, it took away a touchdown. So so that's yeah, I appreciate the the Julian Julian Love um, shout out. I think that's a well earned thesis there. And um, you know, what would Mina Kimes say? Well, Mina Kimes did say that 
um, oh. Julian Love reminded her of Earl Thomas. That's, that's a high praise. Just because of, just because of that speed, sure. you know, specifically sure. on that second pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even even beyond that, you know, Julian Love had had nine tackles, um, and yeah. six of those were solo. So, you know, you know that's a, that's the second highest um, tackler on on this team this week. Um, with yeah. of course Bobby Wagner being one, I think he's been the number one tackler on this team every single week. Um, so, just another shout out for him. And and then then yeah, uh, suspending or expulsion for for Adams is hilarious because <laughs> you know I I know you don't believe in the the doing that in actual schools because that's how we get no, the, the school to prison <laughs> pipeline. Absolutely, can't, not. can't believe you're endorsing that on this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I absolutely do not. Uh, but I agree because it made it made it definitely made room for other players like love to kind of be flying around the backfield. And, um, yeah, you know, it's one thing when you have one slow player in your backfield, you can kind of scheme around that and maybe the three, four actually helps that, you know, and okay. There's, you know, you have strengths and you have weaknesses and you like cater to those. But when you have multiple players that have the same weakness, um, that are slow, aren't very good in pass coverage, you know, um, Diggs already isn't a very good pass covering safety. He's more, he's he comes up and tackles a lot too, and yeah. he he was doing that quite a lot. He looked better. Um, yeah, yeah, he had yeah. six tackles, um, seven, yeah. seven, six solo. So, um, and I was saying this last night that there's um, I think there's some stats out there that show that Adams, I, I mean uh, Diggs actually has plays better when Adams is not playing it is not out there because the theory is that that um Diggs has to has to compensate for all the bullshit that that adams does you know the the lack of discipline and and you know the that he can't expect where where adams is going to be so he can't really play free um freely mm-hmm. as, as he's mm-hmm. as they supposed to do as a free safety so yeah i totally agree with you there was you know it was great Artie Burns was like showing up and tackling yep. Mike, Michael Jackson, you know, Trey Brown is out there. Well, some of those, some of those people are covering for, I think Trey Brown and stuff was covering yeah. for, um, Witherspoon. for Witherspoon being out, yeah. which, you know, yeah. I, I think we do need Witherspoon back. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, uh, that's, that's uh, diagnosing the defense time. How Can about- we jump straight to the mayor's yeah. strategic vision? Sounds good. And we, is, do, uh, we can do the DC outpost section at the end here. Sure. Um, I just want to yeah. keep talking about the game. Um, okay. So, so the, uh, the, I do have a key to the city to award today um, to um, Jack Jackson Smith, Nijigba mm-hmm. JSN. Uh, what an incredible catch there in um, the final, oh. you know, the final minute of the game. Yeah. Uh, first, first, you know, career walk off for him. Uh, what an incredible, you know, and he's really been coming on the last couple of weeks and he was yeah. the second leading receiver in this game. Um, the other two, you know, primary receivers in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett have both received keys already. So now, you know, we, we've done it. We, we actually have a third receiver that really mm-hmm. looks like um, is going to have a good long career here. And I'm really excited about that. And um, yeah, so JSN. That sounds good. Yeah. Congrats. Well deserved. Yeah. I did want to talk real quick about Tyler Lockett. You know, we've been talking about this amongst ourselves a little bit, mm-hmm. both the commander and you and I have all kind of talked mm-hmm. about this. So Tyler Lockett is, um, is uh, aging and it's, has looked rough the last couple of weeks for him. And, and this time again, you know, this week he was, 
He um, was targeted nine times and he only caught the ball three times. He had three missed catches in that very last drive that of course won us the game. Um, no, thanks to him, you know, so a, a, a game when you're targeted nine times and you have three catches for 21 yards, uh, pretty concerning performance from, from Tyler Lockett. And of course we all love Lockett. Lockett's been incredible. And then, you know, Mr. Seti for us. Um, so that is a little, you know, maybe the JSN is kind of a, eventually mm. is going to be the replacement for Tyler Lockett on this team. So that's yeah, I something don't... to note. Yeah, I mean, obviously, those are facts. We've seen him, you know, uncharacteristically drop, you know, with his drops last game and um, the Dallas game streak. too. I think it's a little bit early to <laughs> be talking about the end of his career. I, I, I think because he is so steady, because he is so freaking, he's been so consistent that that these blips seem like bigger than they potentially are um of course yeah as you said we, we love him so it, it's it's a little bit depressing to think about that he's you know uh, probably on the decline but but I, I think a little premature to talk about it like that his career is is ending at this point but you know we'll i do have a i do have a correction from what i said a previous week uh, mm -hmm. i said that um both dk metcalf and tyler lockett on are on pace for a thousand yard seasons and that and that's not true. Um, um, Tyler Lockett's not gonna get to a thousand yards this season um, unless something yeah pretty pretty wild happens these last um, three weeks. With um, he has seven hundred and and thirty two yards um, mm -hmm. that as of you know through week fifteen, um, so through fourteen games. Um, so that's not that's not great. <laughs> um, yeah, and, I mean and. Yeah he plays on the offense has looked like shit for most of the season. So yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and he's things. kind of become the second. So we were using him slightly differently too, because, you know, he yeah. used to be the over the top guy, the fast, you know, but he doesn't yeah. really have those jets anymore. So now yeah. we're you mostly using him on the underneath stuff. He's kind of turned into a slot yeah. receiver. That's not um, great. That's not great. That's not great for his yardage, yeah. but I mean, he is, yeah. he is really reliable and, and really good at yeah. getting those little like, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, it's just not great in terms of, you know, because of his size, uh, I, I think, you know, I, I think it's a little bit harder for him um, to, to be playing, you know, in the middle of the field, or like you said, getting those, yeah. getting those shorter passes. He, you know, he's too small. He's got to, th those are, those are for bigger receivers. If it's quick and it's in yeah. space, it's fine. Yeah. But when, yeah. when, when he's like kind of coming back towards the ball and he's kind of waiting there and like a post route or something. Yeah he gets, they run over his back yes. a lot. Yes. I feel like he's getting hit in the back and, and knocked yeah. down. And yeah. there was a, there was almost a pick this week. And, and, you know, that's actually how we've seen a couple of the, the Geno yeah. picks too, was, you know, him kind of waiting there for it. And he's not very big. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, of course, you know, he, yeah, he's, he's nowhere near retirement. I'm not saying that. And just, I mean, and just noting the, the yeah. slow decline of Tyler Lockett and, and, Luckily, you know, we do have JSN kind of rising yeah. right right in his replace. So yeah. I kind of imagine that they're gonna switch positions yeah. as the third and second um yeah. receivers, you know, next yeah. year. Yeah. We all we all are on that same decline. So there's no, <laughs> yeah. no doubt. Yeah. We're all we're talking about happen. we're talking about men that are younger than us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the last point I just want to make real quick was, you know, it was really nice to see Walker healthy again and yeah, you know, everyone's talking about how he's only had one hundred yard hmm. 
uh, rushing game this year. But the, to, the clarification point on that is that is rushing. There, you know, he had yeah. he had eighty six yards in this game, yeah, um, and a touchdown again. And um, it's really nice to see him back healthy. You know, and he also yeah. had you know a, a you know um, I think he was our third leading receiver as well. So he he's you know a huge part of this. Yep. This offense. And it's not a, it's not a, you know, you said it during the game yesterday, that is a two headed monster. It's when Walker's healthy, it is not a two headed monster. We saw it last night. Like JSN had very, very little work to give it Charbonnet. Charbonnet. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Charbonnet is, is, is the second running back and is a quality running back. And and we really like what, what he's done this year and his rookie year. Um, But, but Walker's still the number one back. Yeah, he is. Uh, but again, like I, I, I don't want him to get so many carries. He's he's not built for that. So I, when I right, say right. like I, I want us to have a more of a two-headed monster because, you know, Charbonnet is built like a freaking tank. So I, I'm not worried about him getting some of the some, just giving t- uh, um, canine a, a, a you know a blow sometimes and just 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 decreasing the wear and tear on on Walker because he runs obviously he I love watching him run it's so mm-hmm. it's exciting he breaks tackles he's small but he runs with aggression you know and and it's awesome to see but that's not sustainable uh, on a on a smaller body like that um and yeah, then uh, so Walker had 19 carries for four and a half yards per carry for a total of 86 yards and one touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Charbonnet had four carries for 16, 16 yards. Yeah. So that's four yards a carry, which is, yeah, fine. Um, you're, you're happy with that. He, and he had one, yeah. uh, target that he dropped. So, yeah, yeah. Right after I was uh, asking where he was, a pretty rough, a pretty rough game for him, but you know, I mean, we're still, we're still very happy with, you know, the work he's yeah. done this year and, um, yeah. And, but, you know, if you really do have a have a premier ba- uh, running back and you just you're not you're not having a two headed monster, it's understandable that the the second running back, you know, we, we see it a lot on, um, on on different aspects of the offense. It's it's not easy to just jump in for a couple plays here and there. They you know, it's it's they need to get some momentum, you know, going and that's when you see running backs, you know, able to break out some some longer runs. So like, I'm not worried about, yeah, Charbonnet and whatever, you know, for he had 16 yards last night. It's not it's not about him. I I, I agree that K um, nine is our is our premier back, and I just hope we can keep him healthy. You know. Yeah, and the offensive line health too plays into it. Absolutely, and it was really nice to see them be able to run, and maybe that's because the Philly defense is really bad, but. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they were able to run it through the middle, and they were able to run it around yeah. the sides. I mean, it looked it looked pretty good as far as the running game is concerned, um, with exactly a yeah. hundred yards rushing as a team. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so that that does it for the offense. Um, do you have any like overall thoughts for the game? Like, I mean, we got lucky, right? Yeah, no, I think I, I was talking with the commander, texting with him earlier that that and yesterday, yeah, we're talking that I really don't anticipate us winning out. So I, 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 the win last night, it's well, it was fun and enjoyable. I, I think it's more confirmation that it's going to be really difficult. I think for us to, even though this is supposed to be the the, the easy, you know, set of of teams to play. 
this season, I am not confident that we can that we can win out. If we do, it'd be fun to watch, but um, mm-hmm. but I just think it'll be classic for Seattle to get this big win, you know, line ourselves up to to get a playoff spot and then lose to one of these shitty ass teams and for us to be just knock ourselves out of the playoffs. So um, So we play Tennessee next week, right? Yeah, yeah, and they just got eliminated. They're they have are not making yeah. playoffs. Um, with at five and nine wins, that'll be the first time we're favored in a game. Uh, mm-hmm. for the last like five games, um, we have been underdogs. Yeah, um, dating back to the last one we had, which was against the the Washington Commanders. Um, and, and you know, I did have some overall thought. The you know we have lost to five teams this year. And it's just interesting to see like who are those teams and how they're doing. So we lost to um, the Rams, which are a playoff team. You know, they're, they're ahead of us in the standings and are a playoff team Mm -hmm. and their schedule looks pretty easy the rest of the way. This next week is our hardest game against another seven and seven team, the New Orleans saints. Um, And they are in the battle for their division because the the South is the worst um, division in the NFC. Mm -hmm. So we lost to the Rams we um, lost to the Cowboys. They have 10 wins. We lost to the 49ers. They have 11 wins. We mm-hmm. lost to the Cincinnati Bengals that are a playoff team. And we lost to the Baltimore Ravens that have 11 wins. Those those are our, those are our losses. Yeah. Yep. What's your all, point? All, we we, we all can't be good teams. teams. We can't be a good team. So what? But no, we have beaten three playoff teams. That's great. We've beaten the Cleveland Browns. We've re- beaten the um, the Lions. Philadelphia Eagles that have already clinched a playoff berth. And uh, we've beaten the Detroit Lions that have 10 wins. That's three teams. Just because they're playoff teams doesn't mean they're good teams. And by the way, by the way, if we make the playoffs, like as the seven seed or the six seed even, we're going to be playing Dallas or the Detroit Lions. Do you think? Mm. And out of those two teams, who would you rather play? Probably the Lions. We already beat them. Yeah, I think we can beat the Cowboys too. We should have. That was a missed a missed field goal. Yep. Well, we'll see what happens. That's that's what you got to do. Got to make the playoffs first. Beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and then you're supposed to like split with the good teams. And that's it. That's how that's how it's done. All right. Uh, How about we uh, (laughs) talk a little bit about uh, what's some some happenings in DC? The DC outpost section yes um so yeah thanks for moving this to the end of the agenda here today because i do want to talk about the nba and this is a little bit somber note but the uh, washington wizards here the nba team in in washington dc um had a kind of surprise announcement uh, a week ago with the uh, governor of virginia announcing a huge plan to to move the Wizards and the um, Capitals as um, as well, the hockey team, out to Virginia, um, south of, of DCA, the airport. And um, this is, you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast, so I just wanted to, to bring it up again here because it's affecting our city. You know, right now the team is located in probably the best location at, at, at um, right in the right downtown with with multiple metro lines. Uh, they would be moving to a very um, to Alexandria, um, pretty far away as far as public transit goes. And also on top of that, you know, the city of Alexandria has two big issues. One is flooding, 
their um, sewage constantly overflows into their storm drains and, and which is released into the Potomac River. Uh, this has been an ongoing problem that's, you know, um, and, and climate change is really causing risk to their flooding. Um, and, and King Street, their main kind of area, floods all every time a heavy, there's a heavy rain, every time there's a high tide, they have flooding issues. Uh, they're building this, or they're proposing to build this stadium facility along with some Virginia Tech money that they got from getting Amazon HQ2 a couple of years ago in the same area. Um, you know, this facility that they want to build is right along the Potomac River um, in, in a floodplain. Mm -hmm. So that's one point. And the second point is, you know, which we've already talked about on this podcast is, you know, public dollars are going to this. Meanwhile, Alexandria only has one high school for being a very, very large city. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that's the other issue that, you know, is it's so obvious that governments aren't working for the people when they're paying for sports stadiums and letting education mm -hmm. kind of fall by the wayside. So that's really terrible for Virginia. I, I yeah. hope everyone fights it. I know everyone's against it. It seems like there's uh, finally people in D.C. agree about something, that this is a terrible plan and it's a, mm -hmm. re a Republican governor in Virginia that has a house and Senate state house and a, and a state Senate mm -hmm. that um, are both Democrat. So he's trying to do make, do something to make a splash mm -hmm. um, and, and hurting DC is a Republican favorite pastime. So yeah. yeah, this is a terrible idea. DC immediately like passed an emergency legislation saying that they would pay for $500 million for renovations to the current stadium at the current location. And um, it's unclear if that would, actually yeah. you know change anyone's mind but um yeah really frustrating and really concerning and you know being from seattle and going through the pain and hurt that's caused by um the the seattle supersonics sonics being stolen um from our city i i really don't want that to happen to another city that i'm living in and um and also it's just terrible for the league and the fans for the league you know we've talked about this amongst ourselves where most of the Seattle people don't don't follow the NBA anymore. Most people from the Pacific Northwest don't follow the NBA anymore. You know, um, it's 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 yeah. And um, also, there's a race 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 element to this as well because they're moving it from a you know the Wizards are a pretty uh, have a have a pretty large like black fan base and um, those people don't live in Virginia <laughs> and. They're moving it out of the center of the city where everyone can get to it and they're moving it. And like if you're coming from like Southeast D.C., for example, you would have to now take the tr train all the way into downtown past the current location to then go back out the other way to get out to Virginia. So it just just it's bad really idea terrible. all around. Yeah. That, that, thanks for thanks for raising this issue, Mary. I know uh, we've been chatting about it on uh, different text threads and definitely concerned about it. And yeah, couldn't agree with you more. Um, terrible idea. And hopefully, hopefully DC will be able to, to keep the, keep the team here. Yeah. So save the whiz and bring back the Sonics. All right. And you have some thank yous uh, from last night. Yeah, well, I do want to thank um, the people that came out. I know it's it's the holiday season. People are already starting to travel, but um, Jeremy, uh, Holly, and I want to thank thank Davis as well, who's come to a lot of games. So really appreciate everybody, and I love you all. Um, I appreciate you all as well. Thanks for coming out. It's great to see you all. If all right, much love to the DC Twelves and the Seahawks fans all around I'm the globe. Fine. Go Hawks. I try to laugh. 
but mine's a Roman candle. Save the Wiz and bring back the Sonics. I see fire and brimstone smoldering in my head.